All right, guys. Let me just say the tranquility that you've just experienced with that relaxing music is what you'll experience when you're underwater swimming with the fishes and heritage. Um, now, Spiros, can you, can you, uh, did you want to say any, any words? Yes, sure. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks uh, to all of you that uh, attending this uh, webinar. It is a real pleasure for us to have you here today with us as it is very, very important. Um, let me say a few things about how we decided to go on with this webinar. A few um, weeks ago, I received an email from uh, uh, Michael uh, uh, and um, we were trying to figure out on how we will uh, do the diving experience more um, more interesting, let's say. Uh, so as uh, we already are familiar with the... Um, Project-based learning, uh, we, it is something that we already do in our classes and, uh, and the way that we uh, conduct uh, diving for, di dives for fun. Uh, we decided that uh, with his knowledge and with his expertise, we can uh, uh, set up this um, way of training, including the heritage and the underwater archaeology. So um, we had... Uh, um, some more days working on the webinar and the ideas and uh, how all this thing will be. And uh, here we are today with uh, our first webinar. You most probably are aware that on the 28th we have a live event that uh, you will be able to um, see us from close and uh, to also to learn uh, more things on uh, what exactly will happen in, uh, in the next months, in the, in the summer months. Um, so, um, this a uh, few words for me. Uh, I will normally support Michael on his uh, presentation. I will be here for um, uh, taking care for the chat. So, if there is someone that needs some further explanations, uh, please uh, write them down and uh, me and Michael will uh, take care on uh, either translation or either uh, explaining further on uh, terminology as someone wrote as uh, before. So uh, this is for me. Uh, thank you once again. Michael, you have the word and uh, I'm waiting for you to rock. Great, great. All right, well, let, let, let's us, uh, let us rock. Um, okay, so first of all, uh, if you have any questions, write them down, terminology, and we can get it repeated, translated or anything. So I want to start off by saying a big thank you to uh, my teachers uh, at AUEB and Kent University for their heritage training. Um, however, I would not have the confidence to do something like this without the knowledge and skills I've learned throughout my companionship with a dynamic group of colleagues for these past seven months. So a big thanks to them. Uh, Peter Kostrinu-Yunakis for his help compiling my material. And uh, obviously thanks to Spiros for believing me and making this happen. Um, so this is the first stage of a program. Um, it encapsulates the safeguarding of Greece's wonderful seas and coastline, which once surrounded the homeland of arguably the greatest and most influential civilization ever known. Uh, so throughout my research, I've encountered the need for encouraging the Greek public and government to change perspectives and strengthen activity towards improving the management of Greece's unique maritime heritage resources. And this is one of the main goals of HUAID, which is what this is all about. 
So first of all, I want to explain very shortly about what maritime archaeology fundamentally is. It's still defining itself since the mid 20th century, and it's developed exponentially in recent times due to increases in underwater access and technologies. It incorporates several branches of archaeology, including the following, coastal archaeology, and of those who simply lived in maritime zones, whether they are on now on land or underwater, uh, nautical archaeology, relating to the Greek word nafs for ship, which I'm sure you all know, uh, the archaeology of all kinds of watercraft, the study of ports and harbours, aircraft, which really are the ships of the sky, and other intangible maritime heritage, including sponge and pearl diving, indigenous fishing techniques, sail making, trading customs, etc. Okay, uh, let's move on now closer with the webinar, um, where we'll explain where, uh, why you should get involved, how, how it's going to benefit you, um, and what learning outcomes you can expect uh, from the conference at the end of this month, uh, which we'll explain more clearer terms as this goes on. So this is the HUAID webinar. It stands for Heritage and Underwater Archaeology Education Diving. Um, so why you, how you'll benefit, and what to expect. So build around your heritage skeleton. Uh, the remaining ribs of this vessel here resemble skeletal human remains. And just like it is an archaeologist's job to discover the story of the person the human remains belongs to, it's a maritime archaeologist's job to make the submerged resource come to life by discovering how it sunk, who sailed it, where it was going, and what type of ship technology it used, etc. So it's, we're encouraging you to take responsibility of your past, present, and future, and learn what skills that HUAID can teach you. So what is HUAID? I'm talking, I'm spelling it out for you, but it's, uh, if it's not getting in, uh, it's an idea that aims to educate everyday people from all backgrounds about the principles, methodologies, and issues concerning underwater heritage and archaeology. Uh, so sort of a simple process of a webinar, conference, and eventual diving training, future divers and diving instructors will come together and form a collective conscious towards the conservation of underwater heritage. Again, this webinar answers why you should consider coming to the HUAID conference later this month, how you will benefit from it, and what you can expect to learn from the conference, which again is for free. So, more incentive. So, HUAID. Um, this one's it. I want to introduce you to this concept. Having in mind the human element regarding the ribs of a vessel, the program tries to educate the human past, behavior, and identity that is uncovered during the investigation of maritime resources. Hence, the formation of the program's antonym, which as you can see here is HUE for short for human, aid, to aid humanity. Just a little quip. So why you? You are the future passengers of our underwater environment, and it's your choice whether you will help or harm its safety and preservation. So these are fundamental questions to ask yourself why you should become involved. Use your inspiration for diving to humanize the discipline, becoming part of a generation of divers that respects heritage and condemns the treasure and technologically obsessed generations of the past. And combine your interests in diving and underwater archeology span now, avoiding the complications of doing it later. It's also to have as many people from different academic and cultural backgrounds as possible 
develop a common understanding of the multidisciplinary nature of maritime archaeology, uh, diversify your current diving ability and knowledge, increasing your level of employability and attractiveness for joining maritime projects in the future. It's your chance to tailor your diving career towards a cultural heritage and periods of history you love, whether it be recreational, academic or business motivated. Use your passion for photography to capture your own photographic record, which I know everyone loves, but also to help contribute to the world's lack of digital photography regarding maritime heritage. You can be actively involved. So can you see yourself there? Can you actually see it? Having in mind, um, here are some uh, in, in action. Uh, the square grids are providing uh, rigid location detection for the resources. Uh, allowing all facets of underwater surveying to carry on. Um, but yeah, can you, can you see yourself in one of those roles? I mean, diving is a, is a great and wonderful thing to experience, but actually actively being involved, um, it's just something to have a look at. So I don't think I'm getting any questions or difficulties, so I'll just continue. So how will you benefit from, from HUAID? First of all, you're going to be taught specific training and knowledge of underwater archaeology that is primarily only offered at universities and private institutes. Diving instructors get to meet diving enthusiasts and vice versa in a friendly environment. So this is beginning a relationship founded upon respect for heritage. Um, it initiates a diving uh, dialogue between these two parties. Um, it'll enable you to gain a step ahead of other divers by developing a value-conscious and ethical ideology concerning underwater heritage and archaeology. It's going to help you discover the roles and responsibilities of archaeologists and help understand why you dive in the first place. Um, also, learning how surviving materials remains can be affected by human activity before, during and after the destruction or crisis event. Um, so understanding the processes that determine the formation of what you actually see, uh, this is going to be helpful for you identifying resources in your recreational or whatever diving path that you choose to, to lead. So being told the contemporary issues facing underwater heritage is also something we'll do. And you also learn some vital aspects of the law regarding the sea, such as a UNESCO document for convention uh, for the protection of underwater sites. Sorry. So, help preserve our seas. Naval technology is one of our greatest achievements. However, it is the destiny of naval materials to descend at the will of nature. We must not be ignorant of sunken heritage, just like we cannot forget past languages or rituals. It's our responsibility to keep them alive, or else they will sink deep and far away from our conscious mind. So what can you expect from the conference? Well, we'll be talking about a few different concepts, uh, a few different topics. Um, one of them is going to be the theory and purpose of archaeology. And here you will learn how to distinguish between the disciplines of archaeology that are relevant. Um, you'll find out the nature and expected outcomes of archaeology, which will enable you to conceptualize the whole life cycle of, a, of the process. Um, so whether you'll effectively see yourself in a particular part of that life cycle, um, anything like that. Uh, so learn the inst international standard of jurisdictions regarding nations' responsibility for submerged resources. That basically means what part of the sea 
are you responsible for and what are what parts of the seas are nations responsible for in terms of the resources lying within those boundaries um, so other things that we'll learn is uh, identifying the desired outcomes that are expected from projects acquiring skills towards the heritage and archaeology uh, learning about site formation processes um, as, as explained before and be given information on how to actually get involved with maritime archaeology which if you're sitting here I'm sure you at least are interested in and that's that's what we really want to bring out that interest within you all. Um, looks like we've got 22 attendees right now so that's really great it's great to have actually have a great audience like this so under another topic is going to be underwater archaeology methodologies uh, you'll learn the types of methods maritime archaeologists use today on the left there is is a floating remote sensor that's being transmitted to an external device and uh, to read the underwater topography and, uh, and any surviving materials that are being detected. And on the right, the archaeologist there is sketching uh, some materials using a grid square, which increases the accuracy. And um, it's uh, a drawer's best friend, really. Um, so here, these are the types of things that you'll be uh, learning about here. Remote sensing, uh, diver toe survey, which is basically just dragging a dude from behind the boat um, and he sees stuff. Uh, underwater photography and videography, uh, non-disturbance survey, which is the main thing and the thing that will be potentially teaching you guys uh, underwater, which is basically recording, uh, measuring and things like that. And we'll also speak about other types of methodologies such as dredging and sampling. Um, you, act, you can actually see in the top right there a man dredging. Uh, I think it's a man, it could be a woman. Uh, he's a diver anyway. Uh, and, it's dredge, and it's basically sucking up any debris to clear the vision for, of the resource and continue surveying for other methodologies. Um, another topic will be equipment technology, digitization, and software. So you'll be able to see what types of equipment and software that maritime archaeologists use today. On the left there is, is a remote sensor. Um, it's also known as a magnetometer uh, for anyone that probably knows. Um, and on the right there is a representation of what you'll be able to see and what 3D digitization can be delivered through the use of software. Um, so the type of technology we'll be using is remote sensing technology um, Sorry, I'll be types of technology I'll explain. Uh, that stuff is very advanced, so we'll yeah clearly we'll just be talking about them. Um, but we'll most probably be able to have a look at some software such as AutoCAD. Um, so software for archaeological digitization, uh, basic useful archaeological equipment for underwater recording excavation. You become familiar with those. So here's the next part: um, ship records. So we'll be able to see a case study of archaeology investigation. The reason why I call it records is that I want you to understand that it's maritime archaeologists' job to obtain a record of the past, and they can obtain that through the shipwrecks. So a nice little spin on the word I thought might be useful. We'll be talking about such wrecks as Cape Sunion um, in southern Attica. Uh, where a cross-investigation of underwater topography and material evidence uncovered a number of shipwrecks. Um, okay, so 
the next, uh, so we'll basically be going through these three shipwrecks. The second one is Mars and Memi 2 shipwreck, also known as the church wreck. Uh, so quite remarkable remains here reveals the immensity of the marbles in comparison to the diver. So the important point here uh, is that for some reason, such submerged material um, pales in significance to certain materials also, uh, found on land. So why is this so? Why is, it, why is the fate of this Mars and Memi 2 shipwreck not as remarkable as anywhere else? And what actually caused its fate? So these are the sorts of the questions that QA attempts to encourage you to ask and discover for yourselves. Um, so another one is the Mary Rose warship, which is being conserved in Britain. Um, so the sophisticated conservation of the Mary Rose warship shall hopefully show you the lengths of effort that need to be traveled in order to sufficiently ensure the survival of maritime heritage resources. This project was a very large project and cost a lot of money, but it's it's an example of how of, of the lengths that we need to go. So the last topic we'll be discussing at the conference are the contemporary issues in legal framework. As dull as that sounds, it's probably the most important. It's going to empower you with to to show you where the world and Greece are lacking in terms of how it's working towards protecting its maritime resources. So you'll learn the major issues that are affecting worldwide maritime heritage in Greece and in Greece. You'll be exposed to the law that governs the worldwide protection of maritime heritage. You'll find out where Greece is lacking. Um, so you'll be able to gain valuable insights into the way archaeology is influenced by political motives in a treasure hunting, technologically obsessed diving society. You'll be empowered with legal knowledge that enables you to be an advocate for your own heritage. Um, we'll also be looking at an ethics case study, which will enable you to experience the thought process of making a conflicting ethical decision in regards to an archaeological participation. Okay, so that's, that's pretty much an explanation of the whole conference that you'll be receiving um, when attending. So um, it doesn't seem to be any questions from you guys so far. Um, I just want to stop here and, uh, and, and make sure that you don't have any questions. So uh, Spiros, if you want to say a few words, um, we, can let it, we can leave this going for another couple of minutes and wait to see if anyone has any queries. Um, Spiros, do you have anything to say? Well, I'd just like to say thanks again for everyone turning, tuning in. Um, this is a great, uh, very exciting thing for me to be a part of. And, um, and the fact that there are 22 people attending uh, at 8 o'clock on a Wednesday evening um, is a great sign to, and, and it's really great to, to be inspired by your involvement as well. So, um, I'll just let this go a couple of minutes and make sure no one has any questions that they want to write down. Okay, so when, so when and where is that conference? Great question from All Stefan right. Back. Great question. Okay, okay, so 
Yeah. Do you want to go, Spiros? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, and uh, thanks. Uh, the conference will take place uh, here in uh, Moscato. It's the same place that we conducted the previous um, conference that uh, that we did, uh, the Advanced Exploration Diving Conference. Uh, so as you are already registered to this uh, webinar, you uh, will receive uh, further information and details with the exact address and uh, the time that uh, we are about to uh, meet each other there. It will be more or less the same time, about uh, 6.37 on the 28th. Um, William, uh, I see um, uh, someone that is asking, "What do you do? We need from the guys to to be involved in the conference." Yeah. Uh, there's there's not much need to, needed from you at all. Uh, it's free, just just your time, really, just just to turn up. That's true. It will be an open and uh, free entrance uh, conference. Um, the purpose is just to give um, further explanation, as uh, uh, Michael said, on what uh, will happen, how the diver, diver training procedure will uh, will be, uh, how can existing divers, certified divers, can participate in uh, those projects that we will uh, set up. And, uh, of course, you will uh, have the availability, the option to ask further questions and uh, discuss further either with Michael, either with me. Yeah, and it'll be an expansion upon all the topics we discussed here in this webinar. So it'll be just a much more detailed um, explanation of the methodologies, the technologies, and the theory behind it, as well as the, the legal framework. So it'll, it'll be a much more active discussion. We'll be able to see your faces, so it's going to be much more uh, personal, which will be great. And um, and yeah, so we really just just need your involvement. Yeah, great, uh, Michael. Someone is asking if we will summar summarize the um, uh, what is the condition to dive in unknown shipwrecks and start talking taking measurements. So yeah, uh, for this question, it's it's a basis of gaining permission. So we'll be looking at submerged materials that are not considered uh, technically as a maritime resource because those are governed by pretty stringent laws um, and, and also require hefty prices to be able to even take photographs. So we'll, we'll still be searching, we'll, we'll find a site and we'll use, our, we'll use archaeological methodologies to, to look at it and to practice. Um, this is this is uh, this is going to be in late May or something like that. Um, but basically, the condition to dive is is um, is yeah, it's bound by law. But it depends on how the resources is, is considered by the government. All right, uh, please let me add something that um, as uh, most of the activities that we conduct here to Seabreeze. Uh, uh, this one is also a new one, so there are a lot of things that uh, we need to uh, to learn and to take care about. So uh, the um, the thing is that uh, you can you have the uh, ability to participate in uh, in this procedure. Let's say uh, that we'll first start uh, with the training part, either the diver training, either the method method methodology. Sorry, 
Uh, and uh, then by the time that we have uh, we have um, certified divers that are able to go further uh, in uh, wrecks or archaeological areas, uh, of course you understand that uh, we need uh, some uh, at, at least the, the foundational uh, diving skill set in order to um, protect them at the at the end uh, and uh, avoiding to to destroy something. Uh, from those things that uh, we will may be able to visit and uh, do some uh, research and work on. Uh, I will go a step forward. There are some questions about um, um, the conference, if I'm right. Uh, for now, uh, it was not uh, scheduled to uh, to have something online, to li like a live streaming or something like that. But as uh, there are questions for, for that purpose, uh, I promise to do my best and to cover this even like this way uh, through um, um, through cameras or microphones. Uh, I, I will try to find the best solution. I will talk with uh, the people that we have here. And uh, yeah, I will see what uh, we can do for that. Otherwise, you will also be informed uh, if it will be available to watch it uh, online from your uh, computer uh, or not. Yeah, um, I'll just uh, I was just wondering about Nicholas if your if your question was was answered um, sufficiently. Um, Helena sounds that would be great. Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. um, so the area we're talking about, which what is the area we're talking about? Oh, Nicholas, thank you. Great. Um, no problem at all. Okay, so what the area we're talking about, uh, Spiros, we, we, we had a discussion about where we could do the training. But yeah, a, a, as we were saying before, it's, it's in its developing stages and we will, we will capture this, this information um, as, as we go, I believe. Okay, I will uh, put another thing on top. Um, to be able to visit uh, archaeological areas, um, it is also a matter that we need to uh, ensure to the people that uh, will maybe allow us to, to visit these areas that uh, we are able to, uh, to work uh, without destroying anything. So uh, we first need to go through the training uh, because of this will give us some material uh, in order in order to talk further with them to show them how and uh, not, not so much the, the what do we do because the what it is um, more or less uh, already known but how we will uh, um, do the job do the how we will work on uh, on the areas and uh, this uh, really has to do with the uh, with the way that uh, you will receive training uh, if you are not already certified diver or uh, on the way that uh, we will bring you in a, uh, a situation that um, you will become even better diver in order to uh, be able to participate in those project teams. Yeah. So, yeah, once again, um, I know that uh, uh, it is very awesome, all this thing, but we need to go one step at a time. Yeah, that's it. So Denise has a question. Uh, I mean, Maria has a question too, Spiros. Yeah, sure. Uh, Maria, uh, thanks for, for the question. Uh, 
Uh, as uh, this is a totally new thing, and uh, because of we already have this project-based learning in our um, training schedule for the normal diving classes, uh, the costs will be exactly the same. There, there will not uh, be extra any extra charge. Uh, it will be only the cost for the um, for the class that you are about to receive. Uh, depending on the participants, of course, there will be uh, some uh, discounts. Uh, but uh, this is something that uh, we will also be able to give more specific answers on the uh, in the to the conference. Um, okay, and so for for Denise's question, arranging details for training and how we could yeah. sign up if yeah, if you live in. Okay, so the idea is that um, normally you can spend your uh, some days of your um, day off or your vacation uh, with us in order to receive diver training and to participate in, um, in this procedure of uh, Huawei. Uh, so as you would do that in a normal vacation week. Yeah, that's it. So. You'll be you'll be getting constant updates on uh, on what times you'll need to be here. Um, yes, Stefan, that's that's about a forty-five minute um, bus ride out of Athens, but I'll be relocating into Athens uh, in May. So um, I'll be nearby. Anyone, uh, if anyone wants to actually have a coffee um, or something like that. Please let me know, and I'm more than happy to to come and, and um, discuss anything you need to you want to know. So um, no problem, Revo. And uh, th thanks very much to the master students that are that are also tuned in. Um, it's great. It's great to get all the get a Greek audience, but it's great to to hear that um, that my classmates are supporting me as well for you guys back in Elefcina in Athens. Um, no problem at all, Denise. Um, as I said before, this is something that, that's inspiring me and, and getting me through through my time here. Um, I'm more than happy to, to be doing this. Unfortunately, I'm in London at the moment, Stefan, um, but I'll be getting back in on the 6th of April. So from from then on, um, I'm I'm free. Awesome, Ava. Good to hear. Okay, please let me add that um, in case of uh, you know people that are uh, interesting that are maybe interesting uh, in that uh, project that we will run with uh, Michael, uh, you can. Uh, inform them about the 28th and uh, hopefully from tomorrow this presentation that we had today will be available online so you can share it uh, in the social media or uh, directly via email to for your friends and the people that you know uh, and uh, that uh, they are maybe interesting to, to join us yeah that's it uh, Denise yeah um, I, I'll uh... I'm here, I guess, for the next few days. So, if I think my my schedule is is really not planned at the moment. While I'm over here, I've had a whole bunch of things that I wanted to see. Um, but uh, do connect with me on Facebook, and uh, we can come. Uh, we can talk about 
meeting up. Um, okay, so I, I want to finish this talk uh, with just with a simple quote from uh, John F. Kennedy, um, just to, to send you all home. Uh, so we are tied to the ocean, and when we go back to the sea, whether it is to sail or to watch, we are going back from whence we came. And I think that really sums up the importance of maritime archaeology and, and being active and, and discovering our, our heritage and, and where we do come from. Okay, um, there's a bunch of references there. If you want to quickly write anything down um, for, for some further reading, some, some links there as well. Um, I'll leave you with that. Um, can these, uh, Spiros, can these slides be downloaded? Uh, they will be available, yes. Um, um, you will be able to download the video, the, um, uh, the audio, and the slides also. So you will receive an email from, uh, from us uh, having all this material uh, available for you to keep it or uh, even better to share it. It is very important for us uh, if you could help us uh, by sharing uh, this, uh, at least this uh, presentation that we had today. Yes, please, yes. Share, share to your friends and, and tell your friends about it too. Um, the more people involved, uh, the better it, it, it can be. And, um, and the better it'll be for, for everyone involved. So that, that's the whole idea. Okay. Um, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I try my best when I can. Uh, thanks, Stefan. Thank, thank you, Denise. Thank Miltiades. What a great name, Miltiades. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, or everyone from uh, Athens and and uh, and beyond, um, and yeah, very much look forward to see you all at the conference. All right, guys, thanks uh, from me. Also, it was a real pleasure for me to see new people and uh, existing uh, divers that uh, I already know, and I am looking forward to see you on the twenty eighth. Until then, wish you all the best, and uh, for those who are diving, safe diving. For the rest, uh, hope to uh, become part of the crew. So, until the 28th, uh, have a good night and uh, happy 1st of April, by the way. Eh? And this webinar is not a lie. Uh, this, um, this project, I mean, is uh, uh, really about to happen. Okay. So, bye-bye. Not an April Fool's trick, we, we promise. Uh, it would be too late anyway. All right, guys. See you later. Can I nick that?